Hey, Nook. Yes, love. Can I read a poem to you? Mm, you got a poem for me? Sure. Okay, it goes, Last night, while making love to you, I saw the sun, the moon, the mountains, and the rivers. I saw heaven when I made sweet love to you. Hey, you know your boy put it down. I'm glad you're letting the world know how good I am. Mm, let's talk about that. Hey, come on. Let's all brag different with Nia J. And money making sound. You got something on your mind, let's get it off. You know they're going to get you together. So come on. Let's get it. Got something on your mind, I ain't sound here to listen If you're employee or CEO, don't matter your position Eyes wide, ears open, they always pay attention What's that do for a glow when you can shine and glisten? Brag different, brag different, be unique and brag different Shoot for the stars, pretend the sky's missing You might be right, just follow your intuition Don't ever brag regular when you can brag different Hey, 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 it's your girl Nia J What a dude, man, it's your boy Money Making Sell And this is Let's Brag Different so if you're just joining us, we like to kick off each episode with a segment called Brag About It. On this portion of the show, Sal and I share our personal accomplishments as well as some of our listeners' accomplishments. And our first one up, we got our brother Steve. Let's get it. What's going on, Braggin community? It's your boy Steve from the Love Garden. I just want to take this quick time to just brag about, you know, how far I've come in my emotional intelligence and the growth that I've had that allows me to love my queen the way that she deserves to be loved. Um, a lot of the growth that I've had from how I used to think in the past to how I am now. So I just want to brag about the growth over these past years and growing from boy to a man. And I just want to also brag about all the friendships that I've kept and built, including your co-host here. So I really just want to brag about all the relationships that have been protected and mended. And, you know, that's growing. And, you know, the growth that I have within myself and yeah, that's all, you know, peace and love to everybody. Hey, Brody, I'm definitely proud of you, and I definitely see the growth. You know, we started this friendship since 10 years ago, so I see a lot of improvements in you. And bigs up to the queen. Keep it up, man. And our second brag about it comes from my cousin, Destiny. Hi, my name is Destiny, and the one thing that I'm proud of is the strength that God gave me. When my mom died when I was nine years old, I felt like my world was to an end. I felt like she left me with nobody that loves me. It's just that people that felt like they just had to take care of me. I didn't even want to be here to this day. But then God gave me the strength and made me realize my purpose here on earth. And I just wanted to know that I'm grateful for that. And no matter what, I will always push for forward and rely on no one. Hey, Kuzo, definitely proud that you found the strength to overcome everything that you've experienced. And I'm so glad that you identified your purpose. Keep up the good work. If you're interested in being shouted out on this portion of the show, feel free to message us on Instagram at Let's Brag Different. So how's your day going, love? Man, I'm kind of tight today, but I get over it. You know, you about to leave me in the house and enjoy yourself, but I'll let you explain to the people what I'm talking about. So how your day going, love? Well, you over here giving out my little tidbits, but you know, your girl about to hop on the plane. You know, I'm about to go to Florida. My cousin's having a baby. So, you know, about to have, you know, a nice weekend. Mm, notice you said nice weekend and you're not going to be with me. So what does that really say? 
That says, I'm going to have a weekend filled with no responsibilities. This weekend, I'm going to just be Naya. You're... Oh, man, I get to have quality time with my PlayStation 4, baby. Not only your PlayStation 4, but that left hand. So, let's jump into today's topic. What? So, for those of you who don't know, May is Masturbation Month. Here you go, starting off being nasty. I'm just saying, though, not to be that person, but it feels like every month, every week has something, but... I really found it funny that there's a whole month designated towards masturbation. I mean, I don't find it funny. They have months about everything, so this does not surprise me. And for those of you who don't know, we're going to be defining some terms today. So the first term we want to define is what is masturbation? So masturbation is stimulation of the genitals with the hand for sexual pleasures. So on this episode, we're going to tell you guys how you can achieve the ultimate nut. What? Nah, I'm just playing. But we're definitely going to talk about something along those lines. We're going to be talking about our sexual journeys and what we learned over time. So I hope you're ready. Man, I was born ready for this topic. Are you? I mean, in full transparency, I really wasn't. I know this is something when we initially decided we were going to do a podcast. This was something that you said you wanted to talk about. But I was like, nah, I'm not really comfortable talking about my experiences and things like that. But then I was just like, you know what? I'm grown. Like, I could talk about whatever I want. So, for our grandparents, our parents, anybody who doesn't see us in that light, you might want to skip over this episode and join us next week. But just know if you stick around, you're in for a real one. Mm, That's all I got for you. mm. So, let's kick this off since you want to talk about it. What was your perception of sex and what were you taught about sex? Mm. My perception of sex was pretty much what I saw in movies. So like Love and Basketball when old boy snuck through her window, which now I find kind of creepy, but I guess it was romantic during that time. But just the facial expressions that she made, I was just like, damn, that shit is going to be painful. And then you're just going to wake up the next day and feel like a whole new person. And I'm not saying you don't feel like a whole new person, but it's just like, all right, I did that. And now what? So in terms of... What I thought about it was more so that it's something that you should wait for the right person to do, like save it for the one you're going to marry. And I feel like that shaped me along my journey because I held to that for so long. Like, I'm not going to jump ahead and talk about that right now, but I just know that initially mine was going to be like just one and done. Mm. Honestly, I would have to say for me, I was the totally opposite. When I thought about it, I was honestly just trying to run through anything that I can run through and get my numbers up. I was pride on having a big amount of numbers of females that I encounter. But I'm not going to lie. If I'm being honest, back then I wasn't looking to please them. I was honestly looking to please myself. Mm, Mr. Stick'em and Dick'em over there. You know, that selfish stuff, it doesn't get you nowhere. So as a man, I had to realize that if I really love somebody and I care about them and I want them to be around... You know, I got to start taking care of them before I take care of myself. Definitely. If I'm being honest, being taught wise, only thing I was taught that you wear a condom. Besides that, I was not taught nothing else. So, you know, I had to do what anybody else in my age will do. I had to watch porn. When I was watching porn, it was definitely not the same like I encountered. So I was definitely surprised and confused because when I was watching them, I didn't realize that. When you encounter somebody, everybody's not going to be pleased in the same ways. So I was trying to do everything that I learned from that one person and not realizing that everybody's not the same. Mm. 
you know, it made me think about because at first I was like, you know, when you think about the conversations you have with your parents, you think they're going to sit you down like in the movies. Maybe I'm referring to movies too much. Maybe that speaks to they left me in front of the TV too long. But you see the movies where parents are sitting down having conversations with their children about it. I don't feel like I had necessarily a designated conversation. Only thing that I was really told was watch him put it on. And if he says, no, I'm going to pull out, then you just make sure you have your own on hand. And then it made me think even further about how we had sex ed in high school. But I don't remember anything like relevant in that class because I felt like that was more like an elective. It was more like a hangout period. So I don't even feel like that program in school was effective. Well, at least I didn't have that experience. Man, I like that class in school because they gave out free condoms. So that meant I ain't had to pay for them. But another thing that definitely stood out to me in them classes was the STDs. It kind of made me more aware of certain things that I can encounter with people. So it made me a little bit more aware, but it didn't stop me from performing. Mm. So I'm glad you brought that up. So let's talk about it. How old were you when you first had sex and what was that experience like? If I'm being truly honest, honestly, I don't remember the age, but I know it probably was too young. And that experience alone, it might sound crazy, but it made me like a kid in a candy store. It just made me want more. So I started, you know, entertaining other females and just running through them and not valuing them, just treating them like a piece of candy. Mm. And when would you say you start running through them? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I would say until I met you. Because growing up as a man and all the men I was around, I was taught that do not settle with one female. You know, you young, have fun and enjoy yourself. So to me, that meant have multiple females, have fun with them, get your numbers up. And when the right time, you will have more than enough experience. Mm. So see there, ladies, you can turn a hoe into a husband. You're... Mm. <laughs> but you definitely brought up a point that I feel like a lot of people talk about is that you were taught to get your numbers up, run through them, live your best life. And while females on the opposite end are told, like, respect yourself. Don't just be throwing it out here. Who going to want the cow if you're giving the milk away for free? And I feel like that's a conversation we had at one point in time. Well, not just one time, but several times when I asked, like, well, how many numbers do you have? And you go, I don't know. But then you ask me and I literally can count on one hand. Like, that's no gas. And for those listening, don't go, nah, she lying, multiply that by three. Like, nah, fam, we know what it is over here. But I just think it's very interesting going, and I'll never let it go, on the procession of how y'all get to run through them and live your best life, you know, doing the Balls Johnson dance and women don't have the same liberty. But y'all looking at us like crazy now when we in the rap songs, owning our sexuality and stuff. But let me get off my rant. You know, it's crazy that you say that because when I was dealing with a couple females, they always explained it to me that they didn't want to have multiple partners because they didn't want to be seen as a whole because they know anytime a guy asks you how many partners you have, like you said, you multiply by two, you multiply by three. So they would try to do whatever they can do to stick with that one person. But I do want to put this out there that at the end of the day, everybody's not going to please you. So if they need to try two or three, maybe 10 different people, maybe that's what they need to do to find the right person. Because at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. So we shouldn't put judgment on anybody. So let's be real. At the end of the day, we all have a history. Hmm. You know what? What I was thinking about, and then I'll go back to answering the initial question. But it made me think about 
Who cares how many bodies somebody has? What does it do for you other than change how you viewed me? So for instance, if I came in this relationship and I said, I don't remember how many bodies I had, you probably would have ran out the door, correct? You damn right, because I'd be like, what you mean you don't know how many numbers you have? Then I might be worried that you have multiple STDs. So, but if you never ask me that question and I'm good, then what's the issue? I mean, honestly, I feel like that's still a mindset thing, if I'm being frankly honest with you. It's crazy because to me, I feel like guys care more about you giving oral than you giving up your vagina. Mm. All right. Hold that thought. So back to the initial question before we went on our rant was how old were you when you first had sex? What that experience was like? I want to normalize the fact that people do start their sexual journey later in life. So for me, for instance, I want to say I started around 19 or 20, whichever. It was like my sophomore year of college. What? I know. And it just made me think about my whole high school experience where um, people were talking about their encounters and they'd be like, Naya, what about you? And I'd be like, nah, I'm good over here. Like, I'm waiting. And they were just like, you old ass maid. Like, I was getting that. And I was like, well, how old did you guys start? And they're like, 11. And now I started like almost a decade later. And I feel like People look at that and be like, the fuck you was waiting for? But like I said, when you have your own perception of what you think sex is and what it means to you, like you really held out. So it really made me think like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I not out here? And that was really how I viewed it. I was glad that I waited so long because it was with someone that I wanted to be with. So it wasn't like not to say people have meaningless sex just to get it over with, but it was special at that time. As far as how that experience went and how it shaped me, I feel like it made me, I don't know how to say this without being like vulgar or graphic, but it definitely tend to lean towards more of the like aggressive and fast paced nature. Mm, Let's clear the air now. I was definitely not her first. So don't be looking at me. She definitely talking about somebody else. What about you? Based off your first experience from or the earliest that you can recall, what was that experience like? And do you feel like that shaped you on your journey and as a lover? Mm, I would say, honestly, from watching porn, I would say that I'm more the aggressive because that's the type of porn that I was watching at the time. And it seemed like to me that the females liked it and I haven't gotten no complaints. Okay, Mr. Cocky, (laughs) pun intended. So... This question I feel like is very interesting. What approach do you prefer when it comes to initiating sex or someone else initiating sex? Honestly, my approach is let the person initiate it. And I know y'all going to probably look at me like, what? Yeah, I'm that type of dude because at the end of the day, I don't want to hear he raped me. He forced me. I want it to be known that the female actually initiated and this how it started off. So I always told females when I encountered them that if you want me to make a move on you, You got to give me a sign and then from there, you know, we can proceed. See, I want to double click on what you just said because somebody will twist the words and then it'll talk about, like you said, borderline, non-consensual and things like that. I just want to say, even though someone else initiates it, they can still renege consent at any time. So, no, we are not saying, oh, just because that person initiated it doesn't mean it still cannot continue. So definitely want to keep that in mind. Mm, Gotcha. I feel like I gave the audience a lot. What are your thoughts on it? So for me personally, 
like I'm gonna throw myself under the bus. I'm lazy. I don't want to initiate. That's never been my stilo. Like if you want me, you come to me and I'll let you know if you get a green light or not. Hold on. I got to stop you because when we had our first encounter, you was coming on to me. So what are you talking about, Miss Naya J? I'm not saying I never did it. I'm saying I prefer not to do it and not to be that person. It's easier for when the guy or your partner tries to initiate and you tell them no versus you trying to initiate and being told no. Like that's the ultimate blow. Like you all hot and ready and ready to go and they're just not in the mood. You're going to be like, damn. Not even for me. Like, it just makes you think, like, am I doing something wrong? Why are they not in the mood? So definitely. And I said, it's not good on either. And nobody wants to feel rejected. But like, you know, self-preservation. I'm not about to be the one that's told no. Mm, You see that double standard? Facts. But I also want to talk about like vice versa approach, because I feel like there were times where I took my... (laughs) my aggressive approach and you did not like that like if i'd be like shut up and then you just be looking at me like what the fuck is going on yeah honestly when you try that i didn't know what the hell you was on to and it definitely creeped me out because in my experiences i was the person that always started it after the female gave me the consent i was started so when you actually try to take over it threw me for a loop because i was not accustomed to this Mm. <laughs> Because he he definitely looked at me like I turned into the Hulk or something. But I definitely want to touch more on that about the initiating, like how you go about asking for it without asking for it. Because I know sometimes if you've been together for a while, it'll be like, yo, you going to give me some or like whatever the case may be. And sometimes you'll be like, damn, why are you asking me? Like that shit make me not want it. But then it's also like, How do you do it in a way that the other person can be receptive to? Like, for example, which means it's going to be definition time. So we're going to talk about we're going to use the proper words and y'all going to know what it is when we say it. So when it comes to like cunnilingus or fellatio, how does one ask for that? So cunnilingus is the act or practice of orally stimulating the female genitals. Whereas fellatio is an oral sex act involving a person stimulating the penis. So how do you go about asking for something like that? (laughs) You know, that's funny because I feel like me and my boys, we had this conversation a lot of times with each other. And if I'm being quietly honest, I just like, girl, what that mouth do? And then from there, I will look at the response and see if she would. You know, if she would, it's definitely time to shine. You feel me? But if she not, then, you know, I got to finesse it and try something else. What that mouth do, though? You sound like a retired pimp. Like, the Mm. fuck? What that mouth do? Fuck out of here. You talking all that crap, but at the end of the day, I ain't getting no complaints from you. You definitely show me what that mouth do. And it's what? Six years later? Just saying. And yet, you still keep coming back to it. So, let's Mm. talk about it. So, also, when we talked about, like, Cunnilingus. I just like the way that flows off the tongue. But like, how do you initiate that? Or how would I ask for that? I feel like females, like some might ask for it, but I'm more of a like a head pusher downer. Like if that makes sense. Mm, so you just aggressive. You're going to just throw his head down there. He might not even have the tensions on it. Not his head, your head. And you already know what it is. Mm, no comment. But you know, I feel like that's definitely an interesting uh, topic because I feel like a lot of people struggle in that area when they want that. 
So what advice would you give people if they wanted to receive that besides pushing their head down? <laughs> if y'all would have just saw the <laughs> if y'all would have just saw the look that he gave me, like I don't I wouldn't necessarily know. Like I feel like with certain things, I know everything should be communicated and everything like that, but for certain things it just be like like what was that something like you gonna suck it or not? Like I just feel like it's just implied. Like we sitting in Netflix and chilling. All right, I'm gonna watch my show and you gonna get the work. Like, mm. yeah, she ain't give y'all a correct answer. What I would say is honestly, you know, have that conversation with each other before the event occur. So, with that being said, if you know you're going to this person's house the next day or that night, have that conversation early and just ask the person, do they do this or how do they feel about it? Then from there, if you know they with it, you know, do your own little thing, start them up, and then, you know, proceed. But make sure you get that confirmation because at the end of the day, you don't know if that person want to receive it or they don't want to receive it. And you don't want to force yourself onto anybody. So communication is definitely the key. Don't think it would kill a moment. Just do it before the moment occur. Mm. While we're on this topic, because oftentimes, you know, either of those acts is considered like foreplay, right? And I feel like sometimes, you know what? Let me just cut to the chase. I feel like dudes don't be taking the time to lick the box like they supposed to. And that it's easier to suck a man off than it is for him to do whatever he's going to do to a female because of the extra energy he has to exert to ensuring that that female is enjoying what he's doing. Mm. I feel like you're trying to throw a shot over here. I'm not throwing a shot, but you know, Females, we got all these spots and buttons and all this other stuff. Dude, y'all just got to stick. Like, what what more can you do besides left, right, up, down, more moisture, more teeth? Like, it's only so much you can do. But you know what I want to say is that it's way easier for a guy to get off, regardless of if the sex is ass, if the head is ass. He going to nut regardless. But females, they got a whole manual. And I be feeling like dudes don't be taking the time like they supposed to. So y'all can't be getting mad when y'all be seeing these vibrators and everything around because y'all not putting that extra energy towards it. Mm. Now, honestly, that's definitely a fact. And that's something I'm glad that you brought up because like I mentioned earlier, just because you please that other female that way doesn't mean that this female get pleased that way. For example, you might have one female that likes it nice and soft. Then you might have another female who might want you to go crazy down there with licking and moving the clitoris. So, you know, at the end of the day, get in touch with the female and realize what she like and don't compare her to other females because everybody have different G-spots. Okay, you sound like you've been around the block. Mm, no comment. Around several blocks. So before we go into the next topic, you're not about to try to leave me out here like that. So you're trying to say that you have a problem with me? I'm not saying I have a problem with you. I'm just saying I noticed that there were times throughout the relationship where I'd be like, that's not it or things that I previously liked that I don't like anymore. And then communicating that with you. And then you'd be like, this is too much work. Like, I don't want to do all that. Like, I just want to get mine and go to bed. Like, it would be so many conversations like that. And I'd be like, well, it's easy for you. Like, all you got to do is just blow on it. And then you guys are up. But it don't work that way. Like, it's like a lawnmower where, you know, you're trying to pull that string up and it go like mm. that's how females are. You got to warm it up. And sometimes y'all don't be wanting to do that. Nah, that's definitely a fact. And I got to be honest before you, I was not going down on females. So 
honestly, I was new in this area, so you definitely had to school me and let me know what you like because I was definitely a freshman. Baby jumped in this water, hey. No comment. <laughs> so let's move over to our question segment. How do you have a conversation with someone when the quality of sex has declined? I mean, honestly, I say you just be real and you let them know. Because, come on, let's be real. If you with your partner and they know you, they know when you're lying. So you can't BS it. And I know some guys are like, man, if it's just trash, I'm going to go look somewhere else. And that's definitely a fact because I used to be one of them people. If I couldn't get things right over here or I ain't have everything right, I would be definitely calling up the next chick. Everybody had their purpose, whether this one was good in this area, this one was good in that area. But I bring that up to say communication is the key. So just be honest. It might hurt their feelings, but at the end of the day, if they love you and they really care about that relationship, they're going to do whatever they have to do to make it work. Mm, I'm glad you said that because conversations like that where emotions are involved will definitely be an uncomfortable conversation to have because people will be like, now they're going to start reflecting on everything. Well, how long has this person been thinking about that? If they're not getting it from me, like you said, are, are they getting it from someone else? What can I do differently? And it becomes all these things. And it kind of makes someone kind of take a step back and make them hesitant to want to engage in any of those activities again, because in the back of their mind, they may be like, damn, how do I know this is better than the last time? But definitely heavy on the communication. If you don't like it to the left, sis, or bro, or whoever, if you don't like it that way, tell them I don't like it that way. Like, you know, Correct it because otherwise you're going to be filled with a lifetime of wax sex. And who wants that? Like, if that's the case, you don't need them, you know? Mm, you just being real harsh, huh? Pretty much. Don't and, fake your nuts. And don't be scared, too, to even watch porn with each other. If you got to do that to see how somebody else do it. Mm, you just skipped over to the next question, which is going to be things that you can do to spice it up. So you mentioned and I want to talk about that a little bit more because I remember there were, I'm going to say several phases where I was just like, nah, bro, like I'm not in the mood. Like I'm a, I just got off work. I just want to go to sleep. And so I would be like, all right, I'm going to go in the room. I'm going to watch my stuff or whatever. Right. So I'd be like, all right, let me see what you watching. And porn is whack as fuck to me, y'all. Like I can't get into it. But he had that one chick. What was her name? Monique, right? Mm. <laughs> I'm just stuck for words over here. Yeah, I ain't going to even lie. She just airing me all out today. And he was like, I like her or whatever. So I was like, all right, let me see what he likes so much about her. And, you know, she had a fat ass. I'm not going to lie. But she was like crawling on her knees and doing all this talking. And that shit irked me. And I was like, this what you like? Like, this is not what it's going to be like crawling on knees like I'm a fucking cat and shit. But it was more so. That's what you like. You like the build up. You like the anticipation and things like that. So it was helpful for me to see what you liked, even though I personally cannot get into porn. Like those dudes be like, I, I'm not even going to go on my rant about it. But yeah, that's something I could not get into. But I would say use it as an educational tool to learn the kind of things that your partner likes. Now, nah, that's definitely a fact. And it's crazy, too, because me, I'm the type of person like you're already airing me out. I like a story behind things. So when I watch porn, I'm one of them people, I like to listen to the whole story or the build up to it. I don't like just clicking on it and they just banging it. I'm like, damn, how did they start? Where did they meet? I'm one of them people. So the build up is definitely important to me. You all in their business. Like, damn. 
Hey, man, you got to know what brought them there in the first place. True. So I'm going to ask you a question. What is your view on toys? Because a lot of my boys, when we had this conversation, I'm not going to say no names, but a lot of them felt some type of way because at the end of the day, they ain't want their female using a toy because they felt like it was disrespecting them. So with that being said, what is your view on toys? My views is get them. All right. Get them. Amazon Prime, you could get it the same day or the next day. Wait, hold on, hold on. They not cutting us a check, so don't be saying no Amazon Prime. You're right, but I'm saying if you don't want to leave the house and you want it delivered to your doorstep, Amazon Prime. Like, you can get a whole kidney off of Amazon. But anyway, my views is get them. Initially, I would say, like, I didn't see the point. Like, if your partner couldn't do it, then you just had, like, you were just asked out or you just had to, like, do it yourself manually. Because initially, my thoughts were your partner should be the only one doing that. But sometimes when your partner not around and you don't want to do all that heavy lifting and you just want to be one and done, it's definitely important to implement. And I feel like the use of toys, and I'm speaking from a female standpoint, like helps you learn yourself. So there are spots and things that you're going to go to on yourself that your partner may have not touched on. So when you have that encounter again, you have something new to bring to the table and make that experience more enjoyable. Now, in terms of when it comes to the both of you, that's a conversation that needs to be had because, like you said, the guys may not feel comfortable with that. Like if he had to implement the use of a vibrator while still rubbing on his female or his partner or whatever the case may be. Some dudes don't see the need for a competition in that sense, but it definitely is a way to spice it up because who wants mundane routine sex? Like you just got to spice it up. Mm, that's definitely a fact and one of the points that you brought up that i'm glad that you brought up is it teaches y'all different area or new spots that y'all probably was never aware of and i like that you brought that up because i feel like a lot of times some females they don't fully know their body or they don't know how to get turned on or what turns them on and they could get frustrating to us guys sometimes because if we was with multiple females and they like it this way or that way and you dealing with this female and you trying every Every scenario that you know and it's not working and she can't help you because she don't know, that becomes extremely frustrating and annoying. Mm. But I also want to double back and not just gear it towards female toys and female pleasures because there are definitely toys out here for men. And I don't I haven't really encountered men who experiment with toys. But, you know, you guys have like the vibrating rings. You have things that you can put over that will like enlarge and you know make thicker whatever the case may be where you can achieve a different level of pleasure as well so I don't want to make it seem like oh only these toys and things are geared towards the female pleasure no dudes you guys have some too but are you taking like the opportunity to explore because maybe by you having a vibrating ring on might do something different for your partner by her using a vibrator she might unlock a feeling that makes it enjoyable for you so you know have that conversation and explore together i'm glad that you brought that up because i feel like us guys we definitely do not like to go that alternative because it does a lot to our ego we feel like why do we need help in this area like i'm the man i'm supposed to be able to do this if she used this toy is she going to eventually use the toy more than she using me mm. and then if she doing that is there really a need for you so i say honestly Guys, don't do that until you're comfortable with yourself because you don't want to bring toys into the bed and then 
when the female starts to like the toy or she wants to encounter the toy a little bit more during the sex experience, it will put you in your bag or put you in your feelings. And now you don't want to do anything with her because you're getting jealous of the toy and not fully understanding the new experience that she encountered. And just to say, she cannot procreate with the toy should she want. So there will always be a need for you if that softened the blow a little bit. Mm, check you out, Miss Naya J. You know, that made me realize something. When I gave you an orgasm and you honestly told me from the door that you can't have an orgasm or you don't know what that is and you're not that type of female. I bring out to say a lot of times females don't really know their body or it's not that they don't know their body. The person that they was with before you didn't take their time with that female. So with that being said, a lot of times when a female is about to climax or have an orgasm, they will stop you before they get to that point because this a new this is a new feeling, a new experience that they never encounter, so they scared of it. But I say that to say, yeah, embrace it because from my understanding from you, you say that you love it. So so at the end of the day, stop fighting the urge and just have fun and try to reach new levels. So if he about to get you there, don't stop him. Just let it ride out and see how the new experience is. I, one thing I feel like I got to address because a lot of guys do it, even I did, was when you make a female have an orgasm, the first thing we say is, yo, did you just pee on me? Or was that pee? I'm fucking done, bro. Because what y'all think is in y'all nut juice, I'm not even going there with you. But it definitely made me think about when you said, I said I couldn't achieve that. And I was just like, it made me think, like you said, I definitely have stopped myself at several times because I was just like, oh, holding this image, like that's so unladylike to do. So it took me like longer in my journey to come to the point like, nah, you getting yours. I need to get mine too. So like getting that experience. But it also, I remember we had a conversation before where you were just like, once you do that to a female, like it becomes a lot of pressure. Isn't that something along the lines of what you said? Nah, that's definitely a fact because after we had that encounter, you was like, oh, I can do that? Oh, you got to do this every time. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, you know, let me be me. And I felt, I'm not going to lie, I felt discouraged because you was like, man, you should be proud. You the first guy to ever do that to me. And I was like, now this is an expectation that I have to live up to and accomplish every time. I can't just be me or be myself. Now I'm probably overthinking or overdoing it because... I'm trying to get you to that climax every time rather than being my true self. So I say, guys, if you experience that with your female, take your time and have that conversation because you don't want to not be in the mood or not satisfy your partner because you overthinking or overdoing it. I mean, just think about it. When you were doing it, you weren't overthinking it. So why would you overthink it now? Like, it's just just have fun. Be in the moment. If it happens, it happens. But just make sure it's enjoyable. Don't make sure you just getting yours off and you sleeping peacefully while she over there with her back turned mad as fuck trying to find batteries for her shit. And I'm glad you brought that up because one thing that I would say I get so annoyed with is that when females, when us guys are ready and it might be late at night and we like, we trying to get y'all ready or trying to get y'all started. And y'all be like, Mm, I don't want to hear just take it and I don't know for everybody but to me that shit is so ass because it's like they basically want you to take it but they not doing nothing with you so it's not a full experience because it's a one-way street and then you got to wait till they fully get up and then that becomes more draining because you're like 
damn, I tried to do this from the get-go, and now they ready. Oh, so you don't like pity pussy. That's what you're saying. Pretty much. Like, I know I'm I know I'm contradicting myself because I be like, yo, if you're not in the mood, just let me know because I don't feel like going through that. But then I do get mad, like, damn, I can't get none? Wow, it's like that. And then you hit me in my line. You saying if I'm not in the mood, then don't give it to you. And that's definitely annoying. But it's something that I'm working on. But I definitely don't want that lazy booty. <laughs> I'm so done. So before we let you guys go, we found this article that talked about three ways in which you can spice it up. So one way they feel as though you can change it up is by not doing it in the bedroom. So doing it somewhere else, you know, somewhere spontaneous, get all the juices flowing. That's definitely a fact, because if you keep doing it in the same area, you're probably going to keep expecting the same outcome. So sometimes it is best to change up the scenery. Mm, and number two, not to just change up the scenery, but change up the positions. OK, everybody love their doggy style, but, you know, switch it up. Put one leg up, put one behind. Do what you got to do. Throw that ass back and see if he's going to catch it. You're mm, here she go again. That's mulatto. I love her. Nah, that's definitely a fact. And guys and ladies, there's definitely books out there that has multiple sex positions. So there's no excuse. And if you're not that flexible or you need to get in the gym, don't be scared to get in the gym. Don't be scared to get in the gym so you can be more flexible or you can stand in different positions longer. Exactly. So the third one is ask for direction. So in other words, if you want to try something new or you want to ask them what they like, so you can be a better partner for them, then definitely do that, okay? You got to be in tune in what your partner wants and enjoy it. No, that's definitely a fact. And I don't want to just say us guys, but I feel like it mainly be us. Man, check that ego at the door. Let that ego go and ask her questions or even, like you said, ask for directions because at the end of the day, you want to please this person and you want them to always be around. So definitely ask questions. And before we let y'all go, one thing I want to say to guys out there, man, try different things. So with that being said, you might like certain things that other guys don't like. For example, one of the jobs I was working at when I was about 18, 19, and these guys was probably like 25, 35 in that age bracket. They going to tell me that you ain't a real man until you get your ass eaten. What the fuck you talking about? I ain't letting nobody come towards my asshole. And with that being said... I'm not that type of guy, so don't get it twisted. I do not like to get my ass eaten. I never got my ass eaten. But if you're that type of guy that want to try that or want to do different things, that's cool on you, but just be true to yourself because at the end of the day, you're denying yourself that pleasure. And also, if you like to eat ass, then eat it like groceries, all right? Commit to the booty hole, you're... Nah, that's definitely a fact because like I said, at the end of the day, you don't know what you like, so... Who knows? You might like, who knows? You might like licking that cooter hole. So if you do, that's good on you. You feel me? But at the end of the day, be true to yourself and be true to your lover. Because at the end of the day, y'all here for each other. Y'all not here for nobody else. You don't got to explain or tell everybody about your sexual experiences if you don't want to. At the end of the day, it's up to you. But live your true self and be your true self. You feel me? Because sex is a great thing. I know I love it. I'm pretty sure y'all do too. So be yourself, please. Mm. That was amazing because it made me think about why people won't do certain things because when they do talk to their, you know, intimate friend circle and they're saying what they tried and what they did and their friends are sitting around like, ew, you did that? Or why the fuck did you do that? And you just be like, now you feeling squeamish or self-conscious about your sexual choices. But 
then you don't want to perform those anymore because you receive judgment. And it'd be like, you worried about what somebody else is saying about your sex life. Meanwhile, they're not getting what you get in and they're not pleasuring the person that you're pleasuring. So I say, if you're going to do something, don't be deterred from it because of what you think other people will say. If they find out, like for your example, people be like, I ain't going to eat ass because when she leave me, she's going to be like, all right, that's why you ate my ass. Then they could say that about anything if they wanted to. So make sure you're doing it because you want to, because you thoroughly enjoy pleasuring yourself and your partner. Now, that's definitely a fact. And who cares what she said at the end of the day? Because at the end of the day, you know, you got them drawers and I'm pretty sure that's what you wanted in the first place. But like you said, definitely don't worry about what other people say or do, because at the end of the day, they could be popping all that junk or saying all that, but who knows what they really doing behind closed doors. They're not going to be truthful and transparent with you all the time. So at the end of the day, do what's best for you, what's best for your mate, and have fun. Because this right here is a panty dropper. Whoa. <laughs> Until next week, Bragheads. Bye. Bye. on the beat.